The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TF Today. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the new Dave Campbell's Texas football mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show coming to you through the magic of the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 23rd birthday, Jack Grealish. He's 23 today. <laughs> really? I, okay. uh, he is. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, put enough product in my hair. You're not up sure. for... Yeah. You're not, uh, you weren't expecting me to go villa, weren't you? I was really not. <laughs> shave and, sides. Uh, you, gotta, you, yeah. can, you can rock it. No. <laughs> no can one can rock it. it. Not even Jack Relish. <laughs> I don't Fair know. Enough. Nah, I'm good. I don't know. I'm good. And sitting to my right, the itchy to my scratchy, our West African <laughs> prince. It is Ishmael Johnson. We got the band back. Does that together. make? I know. That. It feels good to be back. It feels good to be back. It feels good to to be healthy. Yeah. Does honestly. that make Max Pucci? Yeah. yeah. Max, Max is decidedly the. <laughs> All right. Max is decidedly the. <laughs> now Pucci we're of the talking. Show. <laughs> He's a. <laughs> He's a third Fonzarelli. Um, today is Monday, September 10th, 2018. 73 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 617. 617. Kevin Kuzminov's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers oh, career. Kuzminoff. Those 13 games in 2014. Him, the final 13 games <laughs> of his career. Right, yeah. On today's show, guys, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. After we're doing it live. It's actually our first full um, Monday wrap-up show. Yeah. yeah. Monday recap show because last week was Labor Day and we weren't going to do this show anyway. And then I got sick. So we're back. We're better than ever. We've got Monday morning fallout. We're going to overreact to the f- football weekend. Then, for the second consecutive week, the longest losing streak in the state came to an end. And as is the working rule on this show, if you end the state's longest losing streak... <laughs> you get to be on the show. Well, you get to be on the yeah. show. Uh, so we will talk to the head coach of the Waco University Trojans. Rodney Smith. Oh man, about his uh, about his. Uh, this his, is just a happy, feel good show these days. I'm telling you, when El Paso Socorro wins this oh, yeah. week, yeah. then we're just gonna yeah. like we're now just a show that does losing streak <laughs> interviews. <laughs> that's that's what we are that's now. Awesome, I we're love a losing it. streak. I love it. Um, and then um, we are going to get into Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week and the Army Values School of the Week. Um, announce those, and then back half the show. We'll be unveiling my ballot for our college football power poll, ranking the 12 FBS teams in the Lone Star State. So we'll get into all of that. Um, before we get anywhere, yeah, we have a special announcement. We do have a special announcement. We have a special announcement. Ishmael, you're fired. Oh, oh well. Nah. It was a good that was run. A, that's an embarrassing way to find out. <laughs> it, was, it was a good run. That's a very Trumpian way to find out. Um, just like live on the show. Um we have a new partner here at yeah. Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We're very excited about it. We've even got a small film for you. Here's our small film about our new partnership. Hi, football fans. It's Greg Tepper with Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Here with a very exciting announcement. Two Texas traditions 
coming together. The Dave Campbell's Texas football super team will now be brought to you by Whataburger. Our friends at Whataburger have hopped on board and partnered with Dave Campbell's Texas football, and we could not be more excited. You know, here at Dave Campbell's Texas football, we are very much a, a part of Texas, been around since 1960, and the Dave Campbell's Texas football super team has been an integral part of what we do, highlighting the very best and brightest high school football players from around the state. What better way to take one thing that's synonymous with Texas and partner it with another thing that's synonymous with Texas, Whataburger, which has been pleasing Texans around the state for almost 70 years. It's a natural marriage. We're really excited to partner with Whataburger in the super team. So keep an eye out for all things Whataburger super team on TexasFootball.com and in Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Hey, how about that? The Whataburger super team. Uh, we've partnered with Whataburger. We're really fired up. Um, a natural fit in my in my estimation. Oh yeah, we all absolutely. Like, we all like Whataburger. The show couldn't get more Texan. So uh, our, I think our Texas bona fides uh, just uh, just increased, just solidified. Oh yeah. So we're really excited to be uh, paired with the orange and white of uh, of Whataburger. Excited just the beginning. Them. Just the beginning of a great partnership. We're very excited to have them back on board. They were we were partners with them way back before I got here. Mm-hmm. And then we had a hiatus, and now we're back. So, it's technically all down to you. It's I'm technically <laughs> going to claim partial credit for this. Go for it. I did nothing with, about this partnership except record that video. But we're thrilled to have Whataburger on board uh, as a partner of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, welcome to the family. I will just continue to eat your food at the same rate that I do, <laughs> which is already a very high rate. So. Uh, we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Max! Oh, no. Hit the air raid sirens. I'm from Monday Morning Fallout. Monday Morning Fallout, of course, when we overreact to the football weekend... A lot to overreact to, actually. It's just oh, yeah. like a lot. And there's a lot of different ways we could go with this. So let's start. Our th- my three big thoughts. First big thought, panning for data points. So I've always been a big fan of the... I, mean, I don't know how much studying you've done of the gold rush. Do you remember the gold rush? Remember <laughs> yeah. that? Do I remember? No. <laughs> Personally, no. You don't? <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't there. How old are you? <laughs> anyway... Um, but the idea of panning for gold always struck me as very, like, very odd. Sure. You get the, 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 the sifter, and yeah. you, you kind of dip it into the water, and then you just kind of sift through, and maybe hoping, there's some hoping. gold in yeah. it, right? That's kind of what I feel like we're at right now with Texas high school football. Ah. Because right now, in through two weeks, there has been so much craziness going on. And a lot. Week two was was even in in my estimation even wilder than week one. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of weird results coming out. Just a lot of just bizarre things that come across, and you go, "Whoa, really? Yeah. You serious?" Our Slack chat was just a barrage <laughs> of us going, "Are you guys seeing this?" <laughs> the whole night on Friday night, and. It's very hard right now, I think, to sift through all the noise to get to the signal Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of different factors. On one hand, like, here's one. We could have absolutely positively been wrong about a lot of teams. Sure. 100% possible. Mm -hmm. 100% possible we're just wrong about a lot of teams. Also possible 
that there are just teams that are starting slow. That they've that they that there just been a lot of bad matchups and they're starting slow. It's also possible that the coaching changes have had a more profound impact than we thought. Mm -hmm. It's also possible (laughs) that the weather has just has just (laughs) has just made turn things upside down, especially this past weekend, where there are a lot of games that were played very late, late and damp Mm -hmm. and just all sorts of weirdness. There's all sorts of weird results, and right now I feel like we're at the point where we're sifting through it and being like, all right, what's, where is the actual data point? Where is the actual thing that we can hitch our wagon to? Right. And so I think this may be, like, we're going to look back on week two in two weeks as one of two things. Either this giant, glaring harbinger just screaming at us in the sky being like, hey, it's going to be weird. Just going to be weird this year. Or in like five weeks, we're going to look back on week two and be like, huh, that was weird. Yeah. (laughs) Remember that? Remember that? Huh. And I don't know which one yet. And I've spent the weekend trying to figure it out, and I can't. Yeah, it's, man, I mean, just to roll off some of the the scores, obviously, Crosby over Manville. Mm Mm-hmm. Giddings beating the brakes off Wimberley. Beating the doors <laughs> off of them. Uh, that, I mean, we, me and Step said, you know, wouldn't be surprised if, Wimber- if Giddings is for real and they they beat Wimberley. Not like that. I think Cy Ranch over Westlake. Well, Cy Ranch over Like, so many results where not even the result, or not even just the fact that, you know, one team beat the other, yeah. but the in style. the fashion. Right, the in style. the fashion that it happened. And maybe weather, like you said, but even week one was really weird. I know. And so we're still kind of in a flow of maybe we over, I don't want to say overrated, but maybe we put too much stock in legacy with some teams. Oh, yeah. Like maybe, you know, with Wimberley, for it sure. was, oh, it's Wimberley. They're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And Giddings might be for real. Uh, speaking sure. of new coaching changes right there. Mm-hmm. So ah, it, exactly it right. really is where we're still in a spot where maybe it's not till week five where we really know what's happening with some of these teams. Thought number two, inflection point. I'm looking at the college football landscape right now, and I tweeted this, um, and and I I feel really good about it, about how Texas won and Texas A&M lost, but try telling that to either fan base. (laughs) I feel like Saturday night, especially Saturday night, we may look back at a moment as a moment in, in this state when things started to turn that right now in the state of texas tcu is the best program in the state that's not necessarily a hot opinion but as far as the big legacy program it's still texas just because a&m has not been able to reach out and grab that crown Mm -hmm. right they haven't they've had moments but even with Texas down, it feels like Texas A&M has just kind of, when they've had that chance to really take them over, it just hasn't happened. You kind of see the a conference title or a conference title appearance as yes. that, like, that hurdle. That's that hurdle, yeah. exactly. And A&M hasn't been able to get there. Yeah. I'm watching both games, Texas and Tulsa, and I'm watching A&M and Clemson, and I can't help but feel like maybe this is the moment when it starts to turn. And I wonder if in a couple of years we're going to look back on that weekend. And yes, Texas won and A&M lost, but boy, it sure doesn't feel like it. Right. And it sure feels like the worm is turning mm-hmm. on that. Now, this again could just be 
a black swan. Sure. And Texas could end up roaring back and, and, and get their get their S together and figure things out. And A&M may have just gotten up for this one big game, and they may scuffle down the stretch and finish 6-6. Six and six. But at that moment on Saturday night, I couldn't help but feel like, man, this feels different. Yeah. And part of you wants to maybe be a little hesitant because of how uh, – Similar to when A and M beat Bama, mm-hmm. right? The Manziel time, and obviously Texas was kind of in in their little mm-hmm. plateaued area, and people were like, "Oh, is this is this the moment?" And we kind of figured out, okay, that was sure. just a quick a quick spike for A and M. And it absolutely could be that, right? It could be that, but I mean, it could be something else. It could be something else as well because Texas, both teams are in a new head coaching change right now. Mm-hmm. The program, the the narrative around, especially Texas, seems to be just the same. Yeah. Right, and that's something that we didn't expect to, for them to be competing for Big Twelve championships this year. But that's something that we expected to change was the narrative. Yeah, when we put when we put Texas Jimbo Fisher on the cover, mm-hmm. obviously part a big part of that is that he's a great coach. But another part of that is that we felt like he was coming in and changing the attitude at that program. Right. And I'll tell you, on Saturday night was the first time I really felt that. Sure. I heard A and M fans say, "Oh, it's different. It's different. It's different." I'm like, "Okay, sure, mm-hmm. we'll see." The first time I felt it was Saturday night. And number three, ban injuries. Hashtag ban injuries. Let's get it trending. Uh, it, you may have missed it, but Jalen Catalan, the our 5A cover boy for in Dave Campbell's Texas football, the superstar, do-it-all athlete, safety essentially for uh, Mansfield Legacy, is out for the year with a knee injury. Um, and that was week one. Week two... Uh, we lose Maverick MacGyver, the quarterback for San Angelo Central. He's out for the year. I believe it was a uh, an ACL and meniscus injury. He's done for the year. Um, we almost lost, apparently we almost lost Rashawn Johnson, right. the quarterback for Port Natchez Groves. But he's apparently okay. Apparently. Um, we can fix this real easy, guys. Let's just start over. Let's just make injuries illegal. <laughs> I feel like this is something we should have done a long time ago. Yeah. We have the technology. Happened with J.K. Dobbins a couple years ago. Happened happened with too many guys. Too many guys, especially early, like like week one and two. Like if a guy gets injured in week nine, I'm like, dang it. Yeah. Okay, but we got nine weeks of him. Yeah, it was like, oh man, that was that was a fun nine week. He got to play most of his last season if he's a senior and But J.K. Dobbins got injured last year on like carry one? Carry number one or two? Something like that. Um Jalen Catalan goes out. After one in the first game, and now Maverick MacGyver goes out in the second game. So we need to ban injuries. Three helmet stickers. Helmet sticker for Katie Tompkins running back R.J. Smith, 300 yards and six touchdowns on the ground, and he was the second-best KDISD running back. <laughs> helmet sticker for Katie, Thompson, uh, Katie Tompkins running back R.J. Smith. Helmet sticker for Houston linebacker Austin Robinson. He showed out. We were wondering who was going to step up besides Ed Oliver on this defense, and uh, Austin Robinson was fantastic. Eight solo tackles, ten tackles total in their Molly whopping of Arizona. That was a whooping. That was a that was a that was a that was a punishment. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was discipline. Starting to get excited about the Cougs. That was discipline. And Arlington athlete Jahari Rogers, three hundred and twenty nine yards and a touchdown passing, one hundred and sixteen yards and two touchdowns rushing in their win over Arlington or over Byron Nelson. Uh, he was in studio on Fox Sports Southwest. Really impressive young man as well. Arlington athlete Jahari Rogers gets a helmet sticker as well. Three teams to watch. Issue mentioned Giddings. Um, week one, they beat Rockdale, and we go, oh, that's a nice win. Yeah. Good job. They beat the defending champs, 17-16, really close, or 18-17. It was by one point. 17-16. 17-16. Um, great win, stuff like that. And then they beat the doors off of Wimberley. Wimberley. Yeah. 
Holy cow. If you go back and watch High School Scoreboard Live, Craig Way literally reports the score to me on the air. Best moment of the show. And I'm just like, wait, so what? Yeah. It was like a super genuine moment. It was a great reaction. I was like, no. Yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? It was good. <laughs> so watch out for getting. This is going to sound weird, but but keep an eye on Rice. Yeah, man. I got to tell you, and I know they lost. They went to the islands and they lost. That game was close with about nine minutes left, and then I think um, I think Hawaii had like a defensive touchdown. They ran then, and they ended up winning, um, but not covering um, <sighs> in that game. This is a much like A and M. This feels like a different team. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. There's a different vibe around Rice right now. There's a lot of swagger. They feel like they can compete with people. And after watching two years of Rice looking listless and looking like, uh, well, here comes another butt kicking. This is refreshing. Watch out for Rice. And this is one. Watch out for San Saba. The armadillos are two and zero, oh, and I don't know what you if you guys have seen what they've done the first two weeks. <laughs> not, I'm not definitely have not. Okay, <laughs> week one, they're steamrolling people. Week, they are, they have outscored their first two opponents, one hundred and six to six. They beat Johnson City fifty three to six in the opener, and then they beat Harper fifty three to nothing. Um, they got Owen two Junction coming up. Too. They got Junction Snook Tom Moore. Then they get into a very difficult district. Goldthwaite, Heiko, and Crawford, all three of those on the road, not to mention Dillion to finish the year. I'm not saying they're going to win that district. What I'm telling Especially you is... Last, those last two games. I'm right telling there. you, if, 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 San, if, if, if San Saba is suddenly like dangerous, that district gets even weirder. Yeah. So watch out for that. Three teams to worry about. I'm worried about Montgomery. Montgomery's 0-2, and um, kind of an ugly 0-2 as well. The, the, the Bears have struggled out of the gates. Um... They have given up uh, 84 points in their first two games to Viter and Barbers Hill. And uh, those are teams that I would classify as fine. Shouldn't be giving up 42 points to them. So, Barbers Hill's head coach is no, no slouch. So. I guess that's true. But <laughs> Can I worry about A&M Commerce? Uh, it's there, maybe, here's the thing. I've been, we've been spoiled. We've been spoiled with how just crushing they've been. Right. They just go out there and crush people's souls. But week one against A&M Kingsville was super dicey. It was very dicey. And then they beat William Jewell, like, what, 21, like, 14? It's on the road. On the road. Yeah. Tell me everything you know about William Jewell. I, you, William and Jewell used to be in my conference. I used to you, play William Jewell, Jewell in college. You know okay, resident expert. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't play him in football. Yeah. yeah. I know their baseball team is very good. Okay. Uh, I'm just a little bit worried. It's a lovely campus not, in North Kansas City. Not super City. worried. Right. Just, like, worried compared to I the, think. Well, okay. The, the, yeah. The Let's standard. see. What what is? Uh, yeah. I, thanks, Corey. Let's ask Corey Hogue, our okay. resident D two expert. Give him a second. We'll go on to the next one. and We'll come back. Well, we'll also say it's not that it's not looking great. Get to us in final thoughts, Corey. <laughs> yeah. That Corey needs to tell us whether we should be worried about A and M commerce. Or I would not. say it's not great that Midwestern states pummeling people like they pummeled yeah, number dude, two that, West maybe Florida. Maybe that's the yeah. part of it. <laughs> so yeah. is that they 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 destroyed West Florida, who was the team Commerce beat in the title game last yeah. year. So. Right, but if you know enough about the Lone Star Conference, and Corey will attest to this, Midwestern State's great at looking amazing in the regular mm. season, That's and then fair. the playoffs hit, and then the Midwestern State fans go, right. well, it's the playoffs, this is going to this is gonna fall apart. And finally, I'm worried about Albany. 0-2 to start the year, losses to Colorado City, which, okay, that's fine. Uh, that's, a, that's a 3A. Yeah. Um, and then a loss to Dublin. 26 Surprising. to 20. Yeah. That one, but that's just another one of those weird 
Yeah. And again, that's a three over two A, but I'm a little right. bit worried about Albany, at least out of the gates. That is Monday morning fallout. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbells, Texas Football Insider. That is our subscription package. If you like football and you like Texas... Boy, do I have a deal for you. You get two magazines, the 2018 Recruiting Edition of Dave Gamble's Texas Football, which comes out in November, uh, no, December, like early December. Um, And then you also get... Uh, the pre-order for the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. The Bible of Texas Football, the 2019 Preview Edition. We'll, we'll, don't run around to Walmart, H-E-B Brookshire's looking for it. We'll just mail it to you, and, and you're done. You don't have to it, it just show up at your door. You'll probably forget you ordered it if you subscribe. So you're thinking, okay, that, that's great. Two magazines. What else? How about a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer projections of every Texas high school football team, uh, game, rather, computer rankings of every Texas high school football team. A season's worth of Tep and Step, our premium high school football insiders podcast, which is getting glowing reviews from my mom. Um, but uh, all sorts of good stuff. Texas Football Today insider stuff, or Texas Football Today extras. We got a bunch of recruiting stuff from a new recruiting analyst, Greg Powers. All that good stuff. A year's worth of exclusive online content. So that would be like if you subscribe today, it'll go September 10th through September 10th. All that, everything I just listed. For the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year. It makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Check that out. A lot of good stuff up right now at TexasFootball.com, including... Greg? Yes? Are you sure that's the right phone number? I am almost certainly. No. I, I, all right. Here, here's... I'll text it to you. Yeah. All there right. you go. Let's see. That's what I've been texting. Boy, I hope I haven't been texting a random person. It's weird. It keeps telling me that uh, that number doesn't exist, which is strange. But I'll keep trying. He's answered text messages. I'll I know. You that. I believe you. We're I don't eff- disagree. We're efforting Rodney Smith of uh, Waco University. Anyway, um, a lot of good stuff up at TexasFootball.com. Make sure you check out Matt Sepp's 10 Thoughts. Um, his column, uh, kind of recapping the week that was Texas High School Football. Make sure you check out Shehan Jayaraja's Extra Points, uh, his college football kind of wrap-up column. Uh, you will enjoy that. Um, all sorts of other good stuff. The new rankings are up at TexasFootball.com. I do have to own up to something, mea culpa. Oh. Um, we accidentally... I, so the way that our rankings work is you have to select the team. And um, I may have gotten Cypress Bridgeland's um, uh, hopes up because oh. they are right below Cy Fair, who we have number four. <laughs> yeah. And I may have accidentally clicked the one right below it. Oh, no. Uh, so uh, for about an hour... Cypress, Brid- oh! Cypress, like, yeah. Cypress Bridgeland, the new school in Cypher ISD, uh, was uh, was feel pretty good. Feel like, hey, we're the fourth best team in 6A. <laughs> Guys, I love you. Love what the Bears got going. Did they win um, their uh, last one, too? Uh, I need sure. to look that up. I, I, I honestly did not pay attention. Um <laughs> You ranked him and he didn't even They they won their opener. No, they lost uh they lost their their second game. Oh, they lost to um uh Stratford. He's uh, Stratford. It's a good team. Yeah, really um good. but that's uh yeah, we uh we had them ranks uh guys, you're doing great, Bridgeland. But you're not Keep fourth best team in the, in six A. I'm very sorry. That's a clerical error. But the new rankings are up at TexasFootball.com if you want to check that out. A lot of good stuff up at TexasFootball.com uh at the moment. So check that out, please. Um, 
we're efforting Rodney Smith, the head coach at Waco University. He's a busy man. When you when you snap a uh, forty four game lo- forty seven game losing streak, you tend to be pretty popular. So um, I did text with him, but we will uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, he's just not answering. It's okay. Sorry, guys. We'll attempt to get Waco University coach. We're going to try one more time to get uh, Rodney Smith. They ended a 47-game losing streak with a dominating effort, 37-0 over uh, Austin Travis. Uh, they were up 37-0 at the half and then just coasted to a win. Uh, that has been another weird thing. Five of the six longest losing streaks in the state uh, entering the season have gone down already in two weeks. Hmm. Uh, Diamond Hill Jarvis, of course, from Fort Worth. Waco University. Big Spring. Uh, let me see if I can remember the other two off the top of my head. Quitman. Let's see, Step has him in his 10th Quitman. And then there was one more whose name, Big Spring. Um, <laughs> Dallas Pinkston. Pinkston yeah, won. Pinkston. That was one. Pinkston won. Derek Lewis, our buddy. Um, he won. So uh, now the longest losing streak in the state, if you were wondering, is El Paso Socorro. They've lost, but it's only like twenty four straight or something like that. Right. So it's the like real long ones are. There's done. not like there's no longer an obscene losing streak sure. in the state of Texas. Like twenty, like it's what is Socorro? Let me see. Um, they've got the longest. They've got the longest losing streak right now. Alney, by the way, um, they have they've snapped their twenty two game losing streak in week one, and then they won another one. The first time they've won back to back games since like two thousand and eight or something like that. Let me see if I can figure out how long. I mean, I'd be, I'd be so happy if all these streaks just stopped. That'd be super happening. dope, man. I'm 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 here for it. Because Hill Jarvis was the was the big one. Socorro's lost 29 straight, which okay. is ugly but not bad, yeah. like not terrible. Yeah, Big Spring, uh, and then you get into like Burkeville, Brownsville, Porter, and then of course Alney uh, won uh, and snapped their 22 game losing streak. So we're very happy about that. Okay, I guess I'm gonna call it. I That's mean, right. uh, very I'll, sorry. Yeah, we got plenty of time. If he gets back to us, we can rearrange the show. Yeah, he can. Um, so, I'll, I'll text him and see if. Uh, That's fine. We'll see m- if we get something. We'll move on. That's fine. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. A little bit of business to take care of. Dave Campbell's Texas Football in conjunction with Wells Fargo and the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noontime, TexasFootball.com will announce 10 candidates for this week's awards. Based on the previous week's on-field performance, voting will close each uh, Friday at noon. The winner will be announced here on Texas Football Today. So this is the Monday portion where we announce the 10 candidates. Another big loaded week. Um, appreciate everybody's uh, nominations. If you're wondering, by the way, why um, your your favorite player is not not is not uh, up for this, we've well, got to get nominated on our social media. We send out a, we send out something. When do you usually do that, Max? Like uh, it's usually Sunday morning ish, Saturday night, Sunday morning. It just depends on when mm-hmm. I get around to it. But yeah, on Facebook we put out the call uh, last week. We had tons of people uh, mm-hmm. nominate players. This week we had like two people. Yeah, that's, so that's on you. So we nominate yeah. nominate your favorite player for a Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. We had 10 Gary candidates, though. Let's start. Katie running back DeAndre Glass 
397 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. They needed every bit of it as they got in a dogfight with Atascacita. Came out with a 31-28 win. KD running back DeAndre Glass up for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. As is Needville running back Ashton Stridick. Stridick, rather. 318 yards and six touchdowns on the ground. Um, that Needville offense, by the way, pretty good. It's pretty good, and they get Cal Allen this week. Oh boy, gonna be fun. Huddo quarterback Chase Griffin did Huddo quarterback Chase Griffin things. 478 <laughs> yards and seven touchdowns through the air in their wild overtime win over Liberty Hill. How many touchdowns, Greg? Seven. 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 Midland Lee wide receiver. I'm going to butcher this. Loic Fu- uh, Fuanji. Fuanji. Good job. Sure. Fuanji. 10 catches, 207 yards, 3 touchdowns. Loic, let me tell you something. You keep putting up numbers like that, I'm going to learn to say your name. <laughs> He's up for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. Player of the Week, rather. Newton athlete Tamazia Brown, 6 catches, 168 yards, and a touchdown reception. A touchdown on the ground, and he returned an interception for a touchdown. That's a complete game. That's a, the most Tamazia stat, stat line ever. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty pretty solid day. Hereford running back Seth Dixon, 320 yards and five touchdowns on the ground for the White Faces. Hereford rolling. Odessa Permian wide receiver Justin Hammond, a lot of West Texas kids here. Eight catches, 147 yards, two touchdowns receiving, 57 yards on the ground, and he returned a kickoff for a touchdown. You know good why, measure. You know why there's a lot of West Texas kids? Why? Because they didn't get rained out like everyone else. Nope. Great point. Good point. <laughs> Houston St. Thomas quarterback Peyton Matacha. Check this out. 501 yards and five touchdowns through the air, and he ran for 54 yards and a score. Denton Ryan defensive back Billy Bowman. Love to get these defenders in here. Three picks and return two of them for scores. Easy. Billy Bowman up for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week award. And Cedar Park wide receiver Carson Neal. 14 catches. 302 (laughs) yards. And three touchdowns. I need to check that. I hope didn't throw to that? anybody else. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got to check this to. out. 300 receiving yards in a game. I need to make sure. I, I, I need to check what the record. Make sure he didn't crack the top ten. Yeah, I need to check this. I like that's. I, it's just now registering with me like, oh, crap. 300 is a lot um, for a receiver. Um, it is not. Um, but he's, I mean, he's real close. Uh, to crack the top ten right now, you got to have 328. That is close. That's very, very close. But to give people some perspective, when we make these nominations and we break things down, the, the barrier is always pretty similar. If you're a quarterback, you need to, at least 400 passing yards or your combined yards need to be edging closer to 500 total mm-hmm, yards yeah. rushing passing. Yeah. R- running backs need to have 300 yards. You'd be amazed how many 300-yard performances Guys, there are every weekend. It is stunning how many running backs run for like 240 every week. Yeah, and they just, they're not going to make the list it's because like, there's which, enough, is, which yeah. sucks because like, that's yeah. an incredible game. There's just too many kids. And then receivers, it's 200, right? If yeah. you get yeah. 200 yards as a receiver, that's a crazy game. Yeah. So it kind of puts Carson yeah. Neal's in perspective there at 300. So your week two, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees, KD running back DeAndre Glass, Needville running back Ashton Streetick, Hutto quarterback Chase Griffin, Midland Lee wide receiver Loic Fuanji. 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 That's what we're going with. Uh, Newton athlete Tamazia Brown, Hereford running back Seth Dixon, Odessa Premier wide receiver Justin Hammond, Houston St. Thomas quarterback Peyton Matacha. Uh, Denton Ryan, defensive back Billy Bowman, and Cedar Park wide receiver Carson Neal. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. One more thing to get to today. Dave Campbell's Texas Football in partnership with the U.S. Army is proud to honor one school from each public school classification with the Army Values School of the Week Award. The schools selected throughout the course of this program have best exemplified the seven Army Values. Loyalty, duty, respect, 
selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. Your week two, Army Values School of the Week Award winners. In 6A, Wolforth Friendship. Facing a state-ranked Wichita Falls Hershey squad, the Tigers forced four turnovers to win its first game since 2016 with a 36-23 win over the Huskies. In 5A, Friendswood. On a night when its offense scuffled, the Mustangs' defense shined as Mike Hermes notched five sacks and Trey Mappick uh, um, returned an interception for a touchdown in the fourth quarter to fuel a 17-6 win over Clearbrook. In 4A, we keep talking about them, Gettings. A week after taking down defending state champion Rockdale, the Buffaloes put on another show, jumping out to a 45-13 halftime lead and cruising to a stunning 63-13 romp over Wimberley. In 3A, West Rusk, Talon Winings caught a go-ahead touchdown pass in the fourth quarter, then picked off Wascombe's last gasp heave to seal the Raiders' 18-17 win over the Wildcats. In 2A, Olney, though a week after snapping their 22-game losing streak, the Cubs rode five rushing touchdowns from Cesar Flores to a 42-20 win over Petrolia, marking the first time since October 2008 that the Cubs have won consecutive games. And in 1A, Blum. The Bobcats shook the six-man world with an upset win over Jonesboro, holding the powerful Eagles attack in at bay with a 48-6 victory. So those are your Week 2 Army Value School of the Week Award winners. In 6A, Wolforth Friendship. In 5A, Friendswood. In 4A, Giddings. In 3A, West Rusk. In 2A, Alney. And in 1A, Blum. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com slash school of the week. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking Football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at TCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Apologies for not being able to get Rodney Smith of Waco University on the phone. Uh, obviously some sort of probably getting pulled in a bunch of different directions. We hear it all the time. More important things to do than talk to us, that's get, for sure. Get pulled into a superintendent's office, you're like, okay, up, up, you go in firmly into second place, Texas football. <laughs> so, Let's close it all out with a nice college football power poll. To be clear, this is my ballot uh, for the college football power poll, ranking the 12 FBS teams in the Lone Star State. The official one is up on Texas football. Is up now? Do we know that? Uh, I believe it is. Uh, Shayon J. Rogers yeah. uh, got final say on this, but this is my ballot for it. Next week we may get Shayon in, in here for the uh, the final segment, but for now, um, I'm just going to do my thing. So All right, you guys can deal with it. He's in a gate over here. Man, we'll go. We'll go back to front. Doing whatever you want. Uh, well, what else is new? Feeling better. Oh God. Number twelve, UTEP. Um, I don't think there's really any anything to to say here. Um, <laughs> UTEP lost its opener to Northern Arizona, which may have represented its best chance to win a game. And uh, then and then they had to play a team that wasn't an FCS team. And uh, things went predictably. This was uh, this was not a good week uh, for for UTEP. They get uh, they get beat by uh, UNLV, fifty two to twenty four. Uh, UNLV, however, want to point this out, uh-huh. did not cover, so <laughs> they beat the spread. Um, the most important part. The, the thing about it, though, is... Okay, the defense stinks, and we can just admit that. That's fine. Yeah. The offense had a little bit 
going. Basically, it was Kyle Loxley with his legs. He ran for 119 yards and two scores. That's pretty much their entire offense. Q Wadley had a decent game, but they never got anything like any sort of rhythm offensively. They had a nice start, and then it was just kind of scuffled. And by the time they got back on track, the game was over because their defense is not going to be able to hold them in games. Um, so UTEP's 0-2, and they are at the bottom of the power pole and probably where they'll stay for the remainder. Who they got this week? Oh, they got, oh, they got Tennessee. They got Tennessee. Okay. So things are going great. So they might win. That, I'll, yeah, that might <laughs> yeah, was, that might not be a, a death sentence. Maybe we should get... Um, uh, come on, let's pick on Tennessee for a minute. we we got a chance to. I'm maybe, down for Maybe that. we should yeah. get... Um, maybe they, we should they get stole David Oven, yeah. Oh, yeah. Number 11, your Texas State Bobcats. Um, oh, didn't lose. Didn't lose. That's a win. <laughs> They did not lose to uh, to Texas Southern. Now I know you watched a lot of it. Did you watch this from stem to stern? Yeah, I did. You watched the whole game. Yeah, I tried even um, with the rain delay. We <sighs> Trendavian Dixon's awesome. Trendavian. Okay, so speaking so of Texas, pa- speaking of receiving yeah. records, Trendavian Dixon still plays football and he's still amazing. Trendavian Dixon caught seven passes for 159 yards and two touchdowns. Here's the problem, though: he plays for Texas Southern, not yeah. Texas State. <laughs> Um, hey, this is a total football show for Texas. So <laughs> Texas Southern That's absolutely right. deserves a spot. Yeah, Texas State's or Texas Southern's defense is not very good. No. And Willie Jones flashed. Yeah. He showed, he showed I think, why Everett Withers is excited about him. Right. But this is... Uh, I will say that was more than Rutgers, because Rutgers was frustrating, because every time the offense got any mm-hmm. type of momentum, penalties would bring them back. This was more frustrating, because they probably... That game was going to be put away in the third quarter. Willie Jones had a 65-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. That was called back for a block in the back. I think later that drive, uh, Caleb Twyford had a 20-yard touchdown that put him in the red zone. That was called back, mm-hmm. and they ended up missing a field goal. Texas Southern caught the ball back in good field position, went down and scored, made it a two-score game. And I think that that drive kind of encompassed the frustrating part of that offense because, mm-hmm. like you said, Willie Jones played fine. Fine. Right? You know, there were some he, passes. He gave, you what you, he gave you what you expect from him and right. what you need from exactly. him. Exactly. And uh, he wasn't, I mean, granted, Jay Kristoff, you know, he, yes, he's the backup Southern quarterback, but he's been there for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. he, he's not exactly uh, rattled or anything in, in things like that. But yeah, you would have liked Texas State to put that game away in the third quarter and the they weren't thing, able to. Yeah, the thing for me that, I mean, you, you mentioned the penalties. Eight for 70 is not good. Yeah. Um, After coming off, I think they had over 100 yards yeah. worth of penalties against Rutgers, too. It's, so. it's, it's not good. Right. And, and beyond that, I, I just – I think this offensive line is going to end up costing them. Oh, time. absolutely. Absolutely. It's still a makeshift offensive line, basically. Absolutely. And so it's a win. It's a W. It's hard to win football games, so you don't take it for granted. Yeah. But they will stay at I think Shahan mentioned in his power poll that they got South Alabama coming up. Mm-hmm. Better test. We'll actually be able to see they're not playing a Power 5 team, and they're not playing yeah. an FCS team. They're playing a team we, in their weight class. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll so. find out a little bit more about Texas State. But they're number 11 in the power poll. Number 10, SMU. Um, well, it started good. Yeah. Like it started it's, weird. <laughs> did it start good or did it start it weird? Did, uh, yeah, it started weird. That's the good one. <laughs> it started weird. But, man, everything about this SMU team feels off. I will, I'll say what you want about Ben Hicks. I know I have been I, – I was a guy who bought in pretty whole hog on Ben Hicks whenever he was recruited out of Midway, and I know that he's been – he has not necessarily lived up to that billing sure. so far. The accuracy is a big, big, big issue. It's a big issue, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to bug them all year long. They also just do not have—I mean, James Prochet is the closest thing they have to a number one, but he's also not like a traditional number one. And whenever SMU has kind of—think back to last year, you had Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton's a number one. Right. Yeah. 
He's a number one. I don't know if they have that right now. Beyond that... And they even had a number... I mean, Trey Quinn was reliable, too. Yeah. Like, they can't run the ball. Right. They can't run the ball. And and the defense is, is just not very good. The defense had got torched, uh, you know, for a second consecutive week. And this time it was on the ground. Now, again, this is TCU, and TCU is a good team. You will hear about them later in the Power Bowl. But <laughs> I just... Everything about this team feels like... Like, what was Chad Morris doing? Was right. he just, like, holding this whole thing together? Right. I was about to say, like, how much was, how much was he hiding of Ben Hicks's, you know, yeah. show, what, what was he doing that was able to showcase what he was good at and hide what he, was, what he needs to work on and what yeah. he's not so good at? Exactly. I, I, I don't know. That's two games now. And in both games, because I went back and, because on Friday night, I went back and ran it back on, on, on the television. Mm-hmm. But both games, it just, like, SMU feels like a team that, like, is playing tepidly. Like, right. they just don't, like, they're not, I don't know. And it's hard to explain. Like, There's just a different vibe around them. Right. And is it, is it me or is it like, does the offensive line just not look as good? The, oh, listen, the offensive like, line's a problem but, with a capital But it's P. weird because they brought back almost everyone, didn't I know. They? Yeah. And that, that's, that's the weird part to me, too, is that Ben Hicks doesn't have necessarily that much time to throw a lot. Yeah. Like you mentioned, they can't get anything at the line of scrimmage. And, yeah, it was TCU this week, but it was North Texas last week. And North Texas is not known for defense. No, they're so. not. Um, so, yeah. They're number 10 in the power pool. Number nine, Rice. I mentioned it. Um, they're one and two. And look, Rice ain't winning Conference USA. Rice ain't winning that division. Rice probably ain't winning four games, to be real honest. But there just seems to be something different. Um, that's another nice game from Emmanuel Asukpa, their running back. Uh, he goes for over 100 yards. They maybe have a quarterback in Sean Stankavage. Stank- Stankovich. Stankovich. Stankovich? Yeah. Okay. I'm putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> um, they maybe have a guy. He almost threw for 300. 299. When's the last time Rice had like a 300 yard passer? I don't know. Like, they've got, they feel like they have an identity. Now, look, the defense is trash. The defense is not very good. And it's going to end up, that's what's going to hold them back. But it definitely feels like, unlike SMU, Rice feels like a team that's moving in the right direction and you can see these things. Sure. Again, we're talking about, and, and part of it is where the bar was, right, right? right? Part of it is that the bar was here for Rice, way down at the bottom, and the bar was, you know, solid for SMU. And it feels like now it's, they're, they're heading in different directions. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I don't know, I'm a, I just feel a lot more pop- Maybe I just watched a lot of bad Rice football. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, competent. Yeah. Competence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Competitive. Competitive. Yeah. Against two good teams, Houston and Hawaii. I think, I think yeah. Hawaii, watching Hawaii... Hawaii's fun. Guys, they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really I think good. they're pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, Rice is number nine. Number eight, UTSA. Um, they gave Baylor a scare for just a minute. <laughs> just a minute. Um, but in the end, the same thing kind of like offensive inconsistency ends up being what, what dooms them. Um, they just can't get anything consistently on the ground, even against a bad Baylor rushing defense. We'll get to that. Uh, Cordell Grundy, 18-30, 357 yards, touchdown to pick. That's just not going to do it. And I do think the defense is is better than it showed against Arizona State. Sure. And it kind of took a step forward against Baylor. I think that defense is going to continue to trend upward. But until they find a consistent threat offensively, it's just not going to matter. And again, a lot of it comes back to um, offensive line play. Their offensive line just is not very good. And that's that's what's really keeping them down. Now, look, they've also played two Power Five teams. Sure, I want to see what they do in Conference USA play this week. Who do they get? Um, they play. 
uh, Kansas State. Well, I mean, Kansas State has not exactly looked gangbusters. Yeah. So we'll I'm, not, I'm not conceding that right now. But what I will say is that until they find an offensive threat that is viable. I mean, honestly, November, uh, September 22nd, Texas State. Texas State. That's your get right. That might, be, that might be the one where it's like, all right, now we know where both of these teams are. Right. Exactly right. But for now, UTSA hangs out at number seven. Number eight. Now, I want to be clear about these next three. <laughs> there is no good order to put them in. No. I want to put them all tied for the same. Yeah. Because they're all different, but yeah. the same. Yeah. This, is the en- this ended up being the order I went with, and I don't feel good about it at all. Number seven, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, of these three teams, they're three, the three Big 12 teams, not TCU, basically. They are the team that has not turned in an inspiring performance yet. Yeah. At all. Um, that Tulsa game. Oh. Didn't Lowell Galindo get caught on a hot mic? I got three things from that game because I was the idiot who watched it. We go to Max Thompson for your Texas report. Number one, my favorite, Danny Davis is a national treasure. <laughs> In the third quarter, he tweets out the Texas PA already, already announcing not to throw things on the field. In the third quarter. This is where they were at. Uh, two, Tom Herman goes in for his halftime interview, right? So mm-hmm. he's outside the tunnel. He's getting the, you know, their questions, whatever. The questions don't matter, right? Finishes the interview, and here's what's great. The camera stays on him. And instead of going straight into the tunnel, he runs in front of the student section and starts kind of hyping him up. I try, let's go. Let's get this yeah. energy up. And then he goes over. Where The big mistake was then he keeps going over to the season ticket holders right in that corner mm. and does the same thing. Nobody reacts. <laughs> I mean, they're all sitting there, and nobody reacts. Like, I mean, then I'm not in the stadium. Maybe they did, but on camera, it looks like nobody is paying attention. Like, or man, could, yeah. Everyone could care less. Even when that less. program's good, that, <laughs> that's not a yeah. fan base that does yeah. that. <laughs> right. So he goes in the tunnel. And then, yes, the piece de resistance – Low on a hot mic. And look, if you're listening to the game, and I was on Longhorn Network, of course, it's them trying to spin a positive on everything that's happening in that game. Right. And they worked really hard. They earned their paycheck there. But, yeah, the minute they think they're off the air, Lowell basically says, but we can all agree on one thing, right? That sucked. They just, <laughs> the, thing about, the thing that's frustrating about Texas is that, is that this is a talented team. Yeah. yeah. This is a talented team. Talented. There's a lot. There's a lot of really good players on this team, but they, something's not clicking. They, yeah. Something yeah. exactly. That's right. all. I mean, like every, all the pieces seem like they should be there. And it feels not like it feels like yeah. though. If I if I may be positive for a moment, because oh. there's going to be a lot of crapping on Texas this sure. week. Yeah. If I may be positive for for a, for a second, the talent is such that if and when it does click, they're going to be dangerous against everyone. Right? Yeah. Everyone, yeah. but right now there's just something's something's off the tracks. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever have you ever had your garage door break? It's terrible. I don't recommend it. Okay, <laughs> okay. I've had it break twice. Yeah. It's not fun. Home ownership's a joy. <laughs> when that comes off the tracks, like a garage door is is a modern miracle. Like sure. when it like goes up like that in that certain way, it's amazing. We take it for granted. But when it goes <laughs> off the tracks, it looks awful. And it feels and it sounds awful. Yeah. Everything about it, about it's awful. 
it feels like this is a like Texas is a garage door that's off its tracks. If they get it back, everything will work smoothly, and you'll it, you won't even you won't even remember when it was broken. Mm-hmm. But right now, it feels like they're off track. And I think like the one thing that Tom Herman was kind of supposed to or at least people expected him to immediately fix was obviously the offense, right? Mm-hmm. Under Charlie Strong, we talked about, oh, it's, it's just, they just don't have the identity. They switch mm-hmm. coordinators every year. What's really going on? We're still kind of asking that question. Well, um, and this is, you know, it's a he's a guy who won a national title with a third string quarterback, went into Houston, immediately made them the coolest program in the state. And so it's like, okay, something, like you said, something's not aligning here on one side or the other. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out what the exactly it is. Off. The alignment's off. The garage door still has all the pieces. It's just off. Again, I don't feel good about any of these picks. Number six, Texas Tech. Uh, they did that to Lamar. This is the most pointless game recap I've <laughs> ever written. They sure did that I was to like, Lamar. I, I, I'm sure someone read that Texas Tech recap I wrote on our site and was like, well, this was pointless. And I agree because I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say about them beating Lamar 77 nothing. Look, Alan Bowman looked great. 22 of 25, two touchdowns. Against, and l- and against, look, against Lamar, the Red Raiders who want to believe, they want to believe they got their guy. They yeah. got. Their oh guy. man, you just just. <laughs> and you're you're an Alan Bowman stand. Hey, look, I'm here for the Red Rocket from Grapevine. Yeah, let's go. You I like mean, him. if he wants to do it, that's fine. But I think it's a little early to be anointing him. Um, look, it happened. Seventy-seven to nothing. Even Cliff Kingsbury, he said something along the lines of like, "Okay." Like, what's right. that mean? Yeah. Um, They're going to get their yeah. butts tested this week. Yeah. This is where it gets fun. Yeah. This game is maybe my favorite. Actually, the, the next four big. weeks, I'm looking at yeah. their schedule. Yeah, right but, but considering the two teams this week, I think I, it's That's pretty fair. fun. Yeah. Number five, Baylor. Um, sure. I guess they're 2-0. and Like, they're the 2-0 and team in that, th- in that bunch. But, okay. Baylor's doubled their win total from last year. Hip hop, hooray! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're everyone you know, shoot off the fireworks, hang the mission accomplished banner on the aircraft carrier. <laughs> there are some red flags about this team. Well, sure. Um, the running, def- the rush defense is going to be a problem all year long. BJ Daniels looked really good for UTSA. There were a couple moments where BJ Daniels broke it out, and you're like, oh, 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 oh. You they weren't doing any of that against Arizona State, right? Yeah, the sooner Iowa State can play Baylor, the happier I'll be. But I don't know when that game is yet. Um, Charlie Brewer, I, like, it's so funny. Jalen McClendon looked awesome in their opener, and right. then he looked pretty average. He was not good. Like, and at best. Charlie looked great. And Charlie looked great. Yeah. After Charlie looked average in their yeah. opener. Yeah. It's very odd. They can't run the ball, uh, which is a problem. I don't know. Like, th- there's, again... Don't never apologize for winning. Yeah, they're two and zero. Um, but here's the whole season is Duke with insane for weeks. Yeah, if they beat Duke, they're probably going to a bowl. And if they don't, they're probably not. They're probably either five or seven or six or six. I don't think anything about Baylor has changed my nothing I've seen has changed my opinion about Baylor. I feel like I'm super negative today, but we're about to get to the top four teams, which I feel like really there good is, about. Yeah, yeah, hope springs eternal for the next four, baby. Number four, Houston. You, if you want to bump them up, I'm okay with it. Hee-haw. Um, that was a whew, that was a whipping whipping. That was taking someone behind the the uh, the the shed. Yeah. Um, that was super impressive. Yeah. And that looked like Houston reaching its final form. And after a super uneven start, and you go, oh man, like. Can Kendall Bryles figure this out offensively? Like, how's he going to do it? It's like, yep, he sure can. 
That offense looked awesome. <sighs> they looked like a flamethrower. Yeah. And they, you see what this Kendall Bryles offense looks like, and it is a lot of verts. Yeah, man. Just, it is all verts. Inject yeah. them straight into my veins. Yeah. It was fun to watch. Derek King put on a show. Um, Bryson Smith's awesome. Yes. They do like 20 things with Bryson Smith, and he's amazing at them. The, the defense looked – the defense did its part while the game was competitive. Didn't yeah. matter afterwards. Yeah. Um, Ed Oliver continues to be great. If they can find guys like uh, like uh, Allen Robinson to step up um, – Austin Robinson, rather, and step up and, and – uh, can kind of fill out the defense. It'll be great. Uh, Houston, I'm, I'm super fired up about this team suddenly after kind of an uneven start. Tech Houston, let's go. Number three, the Texas A&M Aggies. Um, here's the frustrating part is that um, they were basically like three, two or three plays away from beating yep. the number one, number two team in the country. Yep. Uh, there are going to be people who want to say, oh, well, maybe Clemson's overrated. And maybe they are. Maybe they are. We don't know. Yeah, that defensive line's incredible. But, I was about to say that defensive line. Uh, like that codes. defensive line might be worth a number two ranking <laughs> itself. Um, I, thought, I thought you saw Kellen Mond grow up a lot. Absolutely. Um, I, I have been a Kellen Mond doubter. I think we all and, have kind of been skeptical. And he's winning me over. Pretty easy to do that when you put on a show like that. Um, here's the frustrating thing. A&M fans are going to point to two or three plays and say, if we make two or three plays, we win that game. Sure. But those are the two or three plays that separate you from the top. And right now, I, I, said, it, I said it after the game, and, and some A&M fans got bent out of shape about it. But right now as a program, A&M's not on Clemson's level. It's not an insult. There's basically four teams that are, right? Maybe five. They're not on A&M. They're not on Clemson's level. But I think that they are a lot closer than a lot of people. Hell myself. of a lot closer. A lot closer than yeah. I thought. I thought they were. Um, I thought they were a ways away. But yeah. this is this program is trending in a positive way quickly. Mm-hmm. Now look, I don't know if that necessarily changes my win total for them. Right. I still right. think they're about an eight win team. Right. Especially when there's more tape on them now in this offense. And, yes. You know, now, yeah, because they were them. super vanilla against uh, um, Northwestern State. Right. They opened up the offense a little bit, and Kellen Mond was great. There's going to be more tape on them. They're probably still losing to Alabama. They're probably still losing to Auburn. Uh, they're probably still losing to South Carolina and or LSU um, or know. one of the Mississippi schools. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably still three more losses on this schedule is what I'm saying. But – I think that if you are viewing this from – if you're zooming out and you're viewing, viewing this from a bigger perspective, that is a, an overwhelmingly positive note that you can build on. I mean, 8-4 and four after last year's season? Are you kidding me? You take that right now. Absolutely. If mm-hmm. I told you right now, we're going to give you 8-4 and four right now yeah, after think, last year's season, yeah. you're like, okay, I, we're on our I way. Think, Let's I guess, go. I think Aggies would say yes. So they're number three. Number two, North Texas. Uh, another just menacing offensive performance – um, Mason finds the best offensive player in the state, um, and they're going to keep on rolling. Now, so they're still they're still in like they're still get from a national perspective they still get classified as like secret, right? Right. 
Like they're the hipster teams. Like pff, yeah, well you know North yeah Texas. yeah George is cool and all, but uh, <laughs> what do you think about, about North, North Texas? Texas? They're still a hip, super hipster. You know, you know team. Mason Fine. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. He went to Locust Grove. Um, <laughs> still a hipster. Like you're wearing like you've got like a curly Q mustache. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they get Arkansas this week. You want to jump onto a map? Oh, yeah. And Arkansas is wounded, man. Oh, uh, that was not good from Arkansas. Oh, it was weekend. a bad loss that by Arkansas. Bad. They're wounded. 25 unanswered to lose to Colorado State. You know who would love to beat Chad Morris for all those revenge, yeah. for all those yeah. games at SMU in North yeah. Texas a couple years past? But Seth Luttrell. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for this game. Watch out for this game and, and watch out because the hype train's gaining some momentum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gaining some steam. So uh, North Texas is number two. And number one, the top team in Texas, as has been the case for about a decade, is the TCU Horn Frogs. Um, yeah, it was a slow start, an ugly start, a weird start, um, but they woke up and they started running the ball. And once they started running the ball, the game was over. Um, it is still going to be, at its core, this is still going to be a running offense. Alana Lua, Anderson, and Robinson are going to want to run the ball. I don't think – I think every pass attempt that Sean Robinson has over 30 is probably a mistake. Right. Or something's gone wrong. Sure. Right? If he's having to throw the ball. Um, but they woke up. They looked good. The defense uh, stepped up and, and, and played great. I mean, that, yeah, that's kind of looking at – I'm looking at his stat line right now. That's the game you want from Sean Robinson, right? 15 to 20. 130 yeah. yards, maybe 150 to 200 yards passing, and – And running the, ball, running the ball a dozen times. Right. Uh, like, you the know, one interception was very, 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 very bad. It was right. very bad. And I he's – and, and well, I need to – if might, you haven't you seen him, yeah, you if you haven't those. seen him, that's going to happen. Yeah. Okay? That's just kind of – it happened at DeSoto. It happened at Denton Geyer. He he'll do that. He'll also make some plays that make you go, "Holy cow!" Yep. This That's is the best player off. in the country. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, so far so good. TCU's number sixteen. I haven't seen the new AP poll today. I imagine they'll stay. Oh no, it was, came out last night. They um, they moved up a spot to fifteen. Um, now they get national te- nationally televised game against Ohio State. And here's your shot. Like here, you win this one, and suddenly the college football playoffs in play. Um. Because this is your signature win. You still got Oklahoma down the road. You still got West Virginia down the road. But right now, this is like here's here's your chance. If you want to we'll be a, if you want to be in the conversation for a for a playoff spot, you go beat Ohio State, an Ohio State team that's looked good, yeah. and they're worthy of being a top five team. But I don't think they're unbeatable. So excited for to see what happens on Saturday at AT and T. So my power poll. Ranking the 12 FBS teams in the state. Number 12, UTEP. Number 11, Texas State. Number 10, SMU. Number 9, Rice. Number 8, UTSA. Number 7, Texas. Number 6, Texas Tech. Number 5, Baylor. Number 4, Houston. Number 3, Texas A&M. Number 2, North Texas. And number 1, TCU. Now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Oh, and how we got so many final thoughts. My goodness. Uh, Clint Gould, our uh, resident Wimberley fan, says, Hello, gentlemen. The Dove were great. Wish I could say that about Wimberley, but we have to rebuild it. I don't think you were here, Greg. No, I heard. I watched the show. Yeah, that's right. You were lurking in the comments. But uh, those those jalapeno cream cheese Dove, uh, that's, that sounded good. We were. That does sound good. And you know what? I'm going to say this, Clint. This was karma. This was karma for you <laughs> taunting us with your delicious wow. food at your tailgate that we couldn't access. 
in the football gods said, you know, that's not very nice. And mm. Uh, mm. and this is what you get, mm. I guess. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Jacob John says, don't overlook Kentucky on that A&M schedule. That's true, too. It's not an easy schedule, but I think I just think you yeah. know, A&M, looks, like, A&M mm. looks a lot better than I think we thought they would at I, this point. I agree. He also had the bad news to deliver to me that ISU plays, has Baylor uh, on November 10th. So whatever issues Baylor has, they'll certainly have figured out by then, and ISU will uh, not get any advantage in that one. How was, how was El Asico? I didn't see any of it. 13-3 was the final. Of course it was. Everything, of course it was. <laughs> it was everything you expected. Kyle Kemp got hurt. Uh, wasn't good before he got hurt. If you didn't know, if you, if you guys didn't know, El Asico is uh, Iowa yeah. and Iowa State, which yeah. is every single year the dumbest football game that gets played. It was very bad, and Iowa won. And it says nothing about either team's success later. No. <laughs> yeah. has, no. has no bearing. It's, everything it's, like, it's like it takes place on yeah. Mars. <laughs> yeah, it was just everything was bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, oof, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Nolan, Nolan Ruth also asked if my if the Cyclones were going to beat OU again this year. No, they shouldn't have beat them last year, man. <laughs> That's on you, not my guys. Have not you seen a, Kyler Murray this the year? Bird, the burden of proof is not on the Cyclones, sir. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, we uh, we asked Corey uh, yeah. to tell us if we should be worried about AM Commerce. He says, I'm not worried yet. But concerned, the offense for, for Commerce has not played well for a full game yet, but the defense is playing solid. Yep, it's true. Which, okay. And look, it's not fair, right? Luis Prez was awesome, yep. and you're asking Wheeler to be as good, and that's just not fair, and they're going to have to figure it out. Yeah, we're, we're, everyone gets graded on a curve, and unfortunately for A&M Commerce, the yeah. curve is, like, flat. Yeah. Uh, best games in the state. I mean, we've had a lot of comments about this uh, Hard to argue. Katie and Atascacita was a great game. Uh, Manville Crosby, Houston area. That's what. That's where Houston the action brought, was at this week. Yeah, those uh, were those Argyle Lavega was great. Argyle Lavega was great uh, uh, when it eventually happened, and yeah. it was because Ish was there. Ish, uh. if Ishmael Johnson shows up to your game, it's going to be a banger. Yeah. That's basically the rule at this point. Yeah. I've, I'm starting to think I should just go to games with him. To make sure that I only see amazing there football games. really yeah. awesome ones last year. Uh, but, did yeah. you see Lubbock Cooper beat Lubbock Coronado in two I, overtimes? I did see that's that. another big one. Um, that's yeah, pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, not a uh, look. We don't care about Oklahoma football on this oh, show. Here we go. But Rodney Anderson, Katie Gray, nah, that's a out for the year, man. That man, sucks, that, man. And that ban kid, injuries. That kid, that kid cannot catch a break. No, he's yeah. like I think he's been injured every single year he's been at OU. Yeah. We didn't talk about it, but uh, Colby Wallach pointing out Goliad over Refurio, very big. Yeah, yeah. That look, we were on the, we we're on the Goliad train. We've had him high yeah, yeah. Uh, in the magazine. That's one of those where it's like not necessarily the result, but right? How how like, the how, result? Yeah. That was a big time, big time win. First uh, time they've been shut up since '01. Yeah, and then uh, you know, no surprise here. We have very smart uh, commenters, the best uh, in the game, and uh, they're the. Oh, I think they're more excited about the Whataburger partnership for the, yeah! for the, Whatab- the Whataburger Super Team. Might be the most excited they've ever been about anything on this show. We must have gotten Hi. 10 to 15 comments uh, positive for it. Hi, Greg Tepper. Yeah. Managing editor Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Yeah. Encouraging you to eat at Whataburger. <laughs> Feels good to say. Oh, wow. Feels wow. good to say. <laughs> Feels yeah. good. Yeah, good. not uh, <laughs> took a lot to say that. Yeah, big leap yeah. there to say that in this state, but yeah. uh, goes out saying. They want to test any meals here? Yeah, yeah. market oh, testing. Oh, yeah. come on yeah. now, Ish. come on now. This is why you're on the show, dude. Yeah. 
Come yes. on now. He brings the ideas. This is our idea, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, lots of good stuff from our guys today. Thanks, everyone, for commenting. Thanks for commenting. We'll see you tomorrow. Th- uh, thank you to Max. Thank you to Ish. And thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Vince Young, please be your player of the year trophy. Don't get caught on a hot mic on Longhorn Network. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.